0: Welcome to the first episode of We Work Stiff, where we're going deep. How deep? Balls deep. Balls deep. We're going balls <laughs> deep into Ocado this week.
1: And uh, what else have we got going this week? Uh, so the should I explain the format of the show, Dave? That might be a good yes. way to start the first. I
2: have no idea what it is. Tell me, Josh.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Stunning that you'd ask such a question, right? Uh, <laughs> so the idea of this is to go looking into the... Land of New Japan Pro Wrestling and to, as new fans, uh, try to explore some of the characters and some of the matches as almost recommendations as we discover the wrestlers and the matches. Uh, for each, each week, we'll find a wrestler and a match that we will recommend uh, and try to give a backstory on the development of that character throughout their career, leading them to that match or being informed by that match. So that new fans can find a favorite wrestler, find a a new match to get into and hopefully find a character that they can invest in moving forward. Something that we think should be out there because we want it to be out there, basically.
0: By no means does this necessarily mean that this is the best match they've ever had. But this is maybe like we're, we're looking for a match that helps tell the story of the character.
1: Yes, and helps new fans get into the character and understand who that person is. That's the goal of this we're not experts we don't claim to be nor do we play any on television uh instead we're just new fans at differing levels of uh entry uh and so as a result we have a different sort of perspective on each of these characters at at which point we they came into our lives and we came into our pants basically
0: so what are we doing this week red
2: we are looking at okada and tanahashi (laughs) Yes. Yeah, with the focus Go on the ta- <laughs> number one, <laughs> we're not looking at that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Agata Tanahashi from Wrestling Don Taco, Don, Don Taku. Taku. Yes, yes. Even I'm Don's saying tacos. it now. <laughs> Dave has amazingly done. You'll get ready for the T-shirt. Yeah, it's coming. Don's tacos, uh, Wrestling Don Taku uh, from 2018. Uh, the latest the re- in there. The,
0: the record, the record-breaking match. The
1: record-breaking
2: whatever, match, yeah. the match for the record, uh, and literally one of the, probably like the most exciting matches that doesn't have a Carter and a in it. Sorry, I, I doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, have, doesn't have doesn't have. I mean, I mean a in it. Like you know, the, the, it is one of the best matches you'll see this year. That's. I'm, I'm going to
1: go on a limb and limit say it. It may be. I'm going to say it may be at five and a half stars. I'm thinking it's yeah, I think be.
0: we're we're looking at it for other reasons. Then other the than match just the match quality, yeah, that it's the record, yeah. But we're looking at it for what what happens and what you know elevates elevates this match. and makes it's, us want to look Exactly at this
1: match from to from it. if you're a fan of, uh, and we want to understand the Okada character. So this match may not be Okada and Tanahashi's best match. They've had a bunch of them. It uh, might not be their most athletic match, or but for for new fans, it's the most story rich match. And as a result, it's the type of match that if you watch it with a bit of a backstory and understanding Okada, it's very hard not to walk away with a newfound love and respect for the storytelling that is New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: So what we'll do too is when we get to a bit of a breakdown of the match or what's happening in the match, we'll give you the option to sort of pause and check out the match before listening to us sort of spoiler or spoil the whole thing.
1: Oh, we'll go full. Uh, yeah, very spoiler. yeah
0: we'll, we'll, we'll go deep, balls deep. And uh yeah, so maybe maybe you want to check out the match before you hear us rant
1: about it. Yeah, we'll have a little ding or something at some point. We'll have a <laughs> 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 Red will clap. Get when... yes, your clapping. Yeah. Uh yeah, so without further ado, I guess we just hit the music.
2: Welcome to the first episode of We Work Stiff, and thank you for downloading and listening to wherever you are. Thank you, Red. much and it's a very basic one it's it's a very very basic one you love wrist control though I do, we I all do. know that but i just i love the finish and oh my god i love being outside tombstone <laughs> i love being outside tombstone those things sorry. Are sorry that
0: just hit me then yeah yeah
1: it took a while it <laughs> Got Got no, went over my head thank you so
0: i was like you love wrist control too. Like, <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> hey i work stiff buddy
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I
2: only to Sorry, Red, sorry.
1: <laughs> he, he finished the point. He no, finished fin- the point. I finished the point, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was, yeah. You took so long to get yeah. that joke, he literally finished the entire point. His story was done. And it was like slowly coming along. I'm sorry, it just, it just didn't get it right away, yeah, alright? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine.
2: But it's okay. like, even like every move he does just seems so flawless and it's like, you watch it and even though we've seen a suplex a thousand one times, but when he does it, it's like, Wow, that's a really good suplex. As we mentioned before, best drop kick in the game.
1: Yeah, it's 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 it. You have to appreciate the man and watching it as a fan and, and having followed him for a little bit now. I've basically we followed the. I've been lucky enough to follow the the rain, this this run. Uh, you really have to appreciate Okada, and if you see that you, I don't know anyone that would watch that match and not want to know more about Kazuchika Okada. Basically, if you had if that's your first match, good God. You know, and so this is our chance to say, look, get go balls deep in a Carter because the man is amazing.
0: I'm not sure I've ever enjoyed. I'm not sure I've ever had a like watched a wrestler and enjoyed their matches more and more. The more I see each time, yeah,
2: yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah.
0: It's like he's in the past, or so whether you. Get, no matter who it's been, you love it. By, you think, and he puts on a great match or whatever. It's Bret Hart or Michaels or whoever, yeah. Billy Kidman. Who knows? <laughs> but but you're like, oh, there's they've got a style. So I get you get used to that style. And after a period of time, you can kind of walk away and come back and go, oh, yeah, he's, you know, Eddie's doing his thing. And this is an Eddie match or a Ric Flair match. So yep. they're always comparing to Ric Flair and say, but Rick does that certain match. Mm-hmm. But Okada is just able to do... A different match every big match is in and you're like what this how how is how, how is he able to do that
1: well you know you like he stuns me at how good he is funny you say that dave because the how and the why that's the point of the show dave that's what we're doing Segway yeah. uh we're trying to understand okada it's like he's this it's it's when you watch him as dave was saying it's like you. Tr- it's like how is he so good so young. Why didn't I know about this guy sooner? Well, it's funny enough, I'll get into it. But I had, I actually had seen him before, uh, back in the day of TNA. Oh, are
0: you saw him at TNA.
1: I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get into yeah, it. Wow. It was, it wasn't good. Okay, so let's let's go all the way back to uh, his birth.
2: Actually, born same year as me. Uh, 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 born November eighth, nineteen eighty. Half-assed internet research here for Red. Uh, no, well, I just saw that he's born the same year as me, and I'm like. What have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: That's right. We're gonna we're gonna ride in his back like Yoda did to Luke. That's uh. So I think uh, so. I I wanted to look more at his development of his character rather than him as a person. It's sort of, they're sort of intertwined at the yep. time that they were trained. So he started training wrestling at fifteen uh, under the Aldemo Dragon, uh, and he started he debuted in two thousand and four at age sixteen in Mexico in Ultimo's a Turiyuman promotion in Mexico. So at 16, he's wrestling against men in Mexico. Uh, He talked about this, uh, about his training, and we talked to Sports Illustrated, and he said that of himself, he said, I am new school, but Ultimo Dragon taught me that wrestling is a fight. He taught me the importance of fighting spirit in the ring. And so at a very young age, he's learning in Mexico this sort of uh, uh, fighting spirit, New Japan style, but Japanese style, plus mexican style so at the time he's working as a junior and down here is where he learns his drop kick so he learns all his high spot moves as a junior in mexico so that drop kick the famous drop kick that's a mexican creation right so you talked about how eddie's you know the drop kick back in the day like that's yeah. that's where it comes from
0: he, don't, he gets like it's when you're watching him do a drop kick, it's that like snap at the end
1: mm. of his kick
0: where he makes contact and you're like that looks like a Yes. Yeah,
1: so like he pushes off. It's like he kicks the snaps. He, he like, off. Of him. Yeah, Amazing. and so and so he's learning that as a, as a junior. And so in 2004 and 2007, for three years, he's wrestling in Mexico and he's wrestling in North American Indies. So like UWA, he's like wrestling across America. Uh, and during this time, he had a match against Liger and Milano Collection AT, who's the Japanese comment- actually the Japanese commentary team right now, and they liked him. And so in 2007, he joins New Japan. Even though he's been wrestling at that time for three years out in Mexico, they bring him into the dojo. Uh, he spends so he gets the young boy treatment. Uh, that's you know the gimmickless black tights, black boots, no knee pads, limited move set. He has to learn the ropes. So uh,
0: most when most young boys come in, yeah, <laughs> sorry for that sentence just threw me. Yeah, um, when the young boys come in, generally they have next they have most of them would have no experience, yeah.
1: A lot of them have limited experience. Some of them have either amateur wrestling experience or they're really good athletes, but most of them don't have much experience at all. So they spend eight to 10 months just learning before they even get a chance to wrestle. Yeah, yeah, so imagine, imagine
0: imagine, being like, I don't know, two weeks into being a young boy and Kazuchika Okada walks in, having three years in Mexico or wherever he was. Yeah,
1: and he's still two or three years younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fucking, fucking forever. And You've so he's drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which he's not allowed to do. Yeah, he can't do the which kick. he's not allowed to do. But so he debuts in August of two thousand and seven for New Japan in his first match against another fellow young boy, uh, Tetsuya Naito. So that's their first, his first match. Uh, that, so were
0: they young? Wait, were
1: they young boys together? Yep. Then? Yep. Ooh, I spicy. I know story. Uh, during that time, at the uh, beginning, he gets hurt. And he so so he gets hurt. He takes some time off, and he comes back in 2008 as a heavyweight. So his injury was really important. It moved him up in weight. He got time to go away, train, get bigger. Um, Big dude though too.
0: He would have been a massive super junior. It's yeah, 6'3". three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. Yeah, six three. But he would have been. He was not heavy. He was light. Yeah. Uh, he got that uh, Taguchi build, long and lean. Yeah. Um. So for two years he's working as a young boy. Uh, but during that time, he's given lots of big matches. He gets to wrestle big names like Tajiri, Great Old Tadges, uh, Shinsuke, uh, and Goto. Uh, but he doesn't win, because yeah. young boys never win. Uh, and after losing to Tanahashi in a farewell match, he's sent on excursion, and he heads back to the US uh, to a then-second solid promotion, total non-stop action, TNA. So in 2010, so I was watching. We all know my, uh, my like trying to get T over to everyone as a fan of TNA, right? You were at
2: that time. You were big on TNA. I was
1: big. I was big TNA from yeah. 2006. I had
2: good reason. It was yeah, good yeah. Samoa Joe. Yeah, exactly. And, and Okada.
1: Yeah, I love Samoa Joe. No, it wasn't Okada. I had no idea who the guy was. I did. Uh, but when I so <laughs> this is, so I first saw him here. So he he wrestled almost exclusively exclusively on Explosion. I never saw any of those, but he. He came into impact as Samoa Joe's manager.
2: Oh, you just ruined my little thing. I just. So, wait,
0: was that, wait, was that TNA explosion?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what they called it. It was a high point of class. Uh, TNA, known nice for their class. Explosion. And so during that time, he's playing uh, the Green Hornet. Character Kato oh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. So he's a driver and he's a videographer. So he used to take videos and like the time when he Joe was, he and,
2: and he was in a rava with D'Angelo De Niro
1: Yes. So at the time, yeah, he's a videographer. Uh, he interfered in a few matches. He's getting over himself. He has charisma. You can see he's got charisma. He's, but he's saddled with that a terrible gimmick. Uh, play straight to the base stereotype gimmick, not good. Uh, it's apparently the the treatment was so bad that it's the reason New Japan split ties with TNA as a place for excursion uh, and moved their uh, boys all over to Ring of Honor. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, right. So yeah, basically, basically,
0: he just copped the uh, generic Japanese. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they were not, and he was going over there to get the experience to build this guy to because they knew what they were building him into, and TNA didn't live up to that, so it caused a lot of caused a lot of issues. He didn't get to wrestle many matches. He actually realized, he was talking about, he said that I realized that I'm the best wrestler, I can wrestle anyone, but it doesn't matter to TNA.
0: So they sent him to an, on, on excursion to TNA, yeah? Yep,
1: they sent him on excursion so to TNA.
0: Normally an excursion is what, one or two
1: years? One to two years, yep.
0: So he was there, what, ten? was it 10 months? He was there, well, yeah. Less, less than a year or something. Yeah, because the so treatment was very bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they, they so realized...
1: So in a in an interview uh, with Dave Meltzer, he did a podcast. With Dave Meltzer Carter uh, in the lead up to the um, to the Strong Style Evolved show, he talked about how the time in TNA was really positive for him. He said that he learned to be more assertive and confident by talking with Kurt Angle. That Kurt Angle taught him a lot. Uh, he just would talk to him in the back, and how the agents kept telling him he needed a character. Uh, the whole focus in the US was you need a character, you need a character. That wrestling wasn't enough. Uh, so. As crazy as it is from the shit show of TNA, uh, Rainmaker's born. So TNA royally screws the pooch. They have Okada. They don't use him. Uh, they're in an era in which they're dying. Uh, they screw that over. But luckily for everybody, every wrestling fan out there, on this excursion, Okada learns he needs a character. Okada finds the Rainmaker. So. In an interview he gave to the Straight Times, he said that he had heard of the word rainmaker. I think an agent had said it, and it quote it means one particular star who could make a company or project rich and successful, someone that makes it rain with money. And he thought that it was a quote that real a really good concept. So he took it over, took over the idea, and became the rainmaker. So, so did he take that? Did he take that to? Gato then was Gato the I then? think or so. Or yeah, far? I think that would be the process is that he had this idea from his time in in uh in US. So if we look at it, Mexico gave him the dropkick, US gave yep. him the character. So if you're looking at how he's building, that's how he's building. So now he's and he made this this is this is a really key point. He made it clear in an SI.com uh, interview. He said that uh as a and and when we talk about his style of wrestling, That Mexican U.S. influence, he made it really clear uh, what makes him so special. He he quoted, he said, I started wrestling in Mexico and then I came to New Japan. I tried to be different. I learned the Mexican style, the Japanese style, and the American style. My dropkick's from Mexico, but my fighting spirit is from Japan. The TV and the entertainment, that's from the U.S., so everything combined. I was a young age, 16 years old in Mexico. I traveled to these different countries, and I have the new style from Mexico and TNA. I wrestled two years in Florida, then back in Japan, and everything combined for a new style. It's different. I was looking for old-school wrestling that looked new. Dropkicks are old moves, but I wanted to make a new version of an old move.
2: That's pretty damn cool. <laughs> so That's pretty impressive.
0: So at that age, he's going out yeah, and he's thinking about reinventing a common move like the drop kick. Like, I'd say, like in, the, in any other sport, you'd call that, like, huge sport iq whatever. Yeah. so that's him going
1: he's going yeah I'm... think of think of all of his moves
2: yeah i was just about to say it makes perfect sense for his actual rainmaker yep you know what i mean it's a clothesline so how does he do it brand new you know wrist control
1: yep everything he wants to reinvent stuff by using touches from everywhere else mm. so that is we're starting to build the Rainmaker character right so now he returns to new japan as the rainmaker so he left a Okada, now he's the rainmaker the man who's going to make New Japan the best because he's the best so he joins the heel uh, ish chaos group he grabs Gato the shoot booker of the promotion as his manager and he brashly challenges Tanashi at Wrestle Kingdom so he's this young upstart and Tasha, Tanashi humors him and says okay like this young guy yeah I'll let you go come and you can wrestle me like no one thinks he's that he's just come back from excursion in TNA where he was literally playing the Green Hornets you know Kato. Uh, so he comes back, he's allowed, it's his very first match back in, uh, sec- second match back in the promotion, he had a terrible match against Yoshihashi, but we can, you know, we can forgive him for that. Your favourite guy, the Loose Explosion room?
2: Oh, I know, I'm now the headhunter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what What?
0: What do you think it was, that, so who's seen that about him to go, oh, okay, because then you, you, someone's made that decision, yeah? yeah. Gato's obviously gone. So this guy's coming back. He's come to me with this gimmick of being the Rainmaker. And I, essentially, a, he's created a gimmick where he's going to come back as... The man. The man. And I've got this guy who everyone loves in the Ace, Tanahashi. This fucking super yeah. over, saving the company and all that sort of thing. Like, that's a big risk to go, oh, yeah. Put it on this young kid. Because, and...
1: like I said, he comes back, he challenges, and a month later... He beats Tanahashi for the title yeah
0: so a month back into the company he wins the see, title but for
2: me too it, it can't be just simply saying right place right time he had skill and Geta had to have seen that and he must have had people going this kid's amazing you know what I mean like and, and if you have the right time to do something like this now is the time I guess it still is a bit right time right place right time but at the end of the day I, I didn't see him in TNA in all those places and I haven't even seen that first match well, yeah yeah so, you know, but I mean like this to, to put the entire company on this kid's shoulders. And go, <laughs> All right, Rainmaker, off you go, buddy.
1: It takes balls, but it also, it shows the talent of Okada. And I can't, I can't. Is this, this is why I also
0: think that fucking Gator is probably the best wrestling, he might turn out to be the best wrestling booker. Is it? Oh, there's me. a deep
1: dive coming for that man, for sure. That yeah. took It took insight and a level of, like, because I can't stress the, for, for wrestling fans, for new fans, the monumental impact. This is Lesnar versus Taker streak level upset. Nobody saw that coming. Like, it is that, it, it just came out of nowhere. This guy, in his match against Yoshihashi, was, was, it was a shit match. It was poor. It was probably the worst matches of carter's New Japan career. And from that, a month later, he comes back and he's this confident, brash upstart. And he beats the guy. It was, came out of nowhere. And the key here is that from that very first win, the character direction is really clear. So Okada is the best, and he knows it. Simple. And so when, he, when he's asked about how he felt after, uh, after winning the title, he, he straight up, his immediate reply was, oh, I don't know, uh, normal. And it shows so much about the character. He expected to win this, right? This is what the best do. They win belts. So for him, it's just about winning because he expects to win because he's the best. And it's a... So we're starting to see that character. But at at such a young age, that's not supposed to happen.
2: And you're also seeing the storyline, too, of the Tanahashi-Okada storyline where Tanahashi didn't take Okada seriously.
1: Yep. Because he thinks, who's this young kid? He he says he's so cocky. No young kid that talks a game like that has ever lived up to it. And then, holy shit. So he goes on to quickly lose the belt back to Tanahashi. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So... I'm just think again thinking about how he's come up with his character for Rainmaker after being a young boy and then going to TNA. Like so, he had those big matches against bigger names uh, as a young boy. Yeah, where he was a young yeah. boy and he lost. Yeah, he had good matches. Then he goes to TNA. They do nothing with him. So he's in Mexico. He learns sort of before he's a young boy. Yeah, he to, before he a... yeah figures out he wants to sort of alter moves and make them better and fit his character. And also, so the Rainmaker idea must have been in his mind for a long time, I and mean, it's just kind of evolved yeah. until the right opportunity arose, Well, he, talks, he sort of sold the mind. Well, he, like, he, yeah.
1: his whole thing was about almost changing the business. He, he had said at that time that he thought that Japanese wrestling was just wrestling, 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 and it wasn't character-based. And he went to America, and he said, oh, character entertainment, that's what they're all about. And he said, well, why can't you blend the two? Why can't you have characters in wrestling and have a highly character, like, a high-? and at New Japan at the time, didn't have that level. It was that fighting spirit. That was the focus. And so he had this idea of like, not only am I going to bring the Rainmaker character, but I'm going to change how Japan sees the champion. Like, I'm going to make it a character. And that Rainmaker yeah. character comes in and as I said, everything about him is young and upstart. And so even though he goes on to lose the belt back to Tanahashi, who then realizes, holy shit, got to pull up my pants here. How quickly I, was that done? I Only cut a month or two later. Yeah, right. So it's, yeah. very, it's very short... Um, A very short run, but it's to show that it's to get him over, right? And then so from 2012 to 2016, four years, it's Okada trying to convince the world, trying to convince the crowd that he is the best. So he believes he's the best. That's the character. I believe I'm the best. i got to try to convince everybody that I'm the best. And to do that, I have to beat who they all think is the best. The ace, Tanahashi. So that's the story. Constantly trying to prove that he is undeniably the best. And the only way of doing that is be beating the ace. So, again, this is where it's important to get across the ace. I know we want to do a deep dive later on Tanahashi, but to understand the importance of, like, it's an easy comparison. John Cena, right? It's an easy comparison. He's the man. He's been the guy for 10 years. Black yeah, the face of the company. Yeah, the face, yeah, the face that runs yeah. the place or whatever, yeah? But Tanahashi means more to that because of the history of New Japan. Like, he's the guy that brought them out yep. of near death after Inoki went the whole MMA shoot mixed fighting style that nearly killed the business basically and so this guy was he's revered as this like fundamental pillar of the future of the, the company and so he's not just the made
0: and he's made that, that, that ace thing that's his gimmick yeah, now the like, man, I am the man gimmick, Yeah,
1: and so as for him as a character it's like well I'm the man well who's this young guy who doesn't say he's the man He he truly believes he's the best and not only that Okada believes he's the best and that he's so good that everyone should be liking him because if if you like me and you go with me, we're all going to make lots of money because I'm so great. I make everything great. So four years, we've got five-star match after five-star match as Tana's trying to show Okada that you just can't get by on talent. So Okada's whole thing is I'm super talented. I'm young. I've learned all this stuff. I'm a prodigy. I can do everything. Got that like... That BJ Penn style, like, coming out of nowhere, I'm a prodigy, but I've got to be taught how important it is to, to be fighting and how, how how respectful I should be of the title and of what it, it means to be a champion. And so that's the whole point, is Tanahashi's trying to make him, for this whole period, he's trying to make him, like, uh, humble. And we remember Wrestle Kingdom 9, he's crying after he loses. And that is the moment we see the character change of, oh... This He's understanding the value and the importance of that title and what it means to be champion. Maybe he got it too young. Maybe he did, and he didn't appreciate it because he's so talented. He needs to appreciate it. And that's all Tanahashi's trying to say. If you're going to beat me, you're going to you're going to fucking earn it, right?
0: Yeah. The old, you got to do your time. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. I
1: don't care how talented you are. You might have all the talent, but I've got experience and fighting spirit. And until you really appreciate that that level of Japanese fighting spirit to blend with your entertainment, to blend with your Mexican style... You're not gonna be. You're not gonna be the ace. Go ace. Yeah, but by Wrestle Kingdom, by Wrestle Kingdom ten, Okada has be- has bested the ace, and he set the stage for the golden run that we're now witnessing. So there's a lot in between that. We're not gonna go into it all. He goes on. He literally goes on a 13 month title reign with eight successful title defenses. This
2: will turn into a five hour podcast. Yeah, so yeah.
1: He, he has an eight month. He has a 13 month title reign. So he he loses to AJ Styles thanks to Tokyo Pimp turning. Uh, He had a run with Farley. he found his mojo, won the belt back, defended against Tanahashi at the aforementioned Wrestling Kingdom 10. He went on a mini-run, he then lost to Naito, who was elevated to that level, and then in winning the belt back, Okada started the reign we are seeing now, two years ago. So, now we get to where we are now. After AJ and uh, Nakamura leave, New Japan get rid of the one-year contract system, And they sign a card to a five-year, two-point-two million-dollar a year contract. He's literally making—he's literally making ten percent of their total revenue. He's making gold. He is making ridiculous money, but he's gone with that. He's gone on a run unlike anyone has ever seen. So this—we can—the this past two years have been nothing short of spectacular, right? And he's been going on showcasing his undeniability. So he's on a mission to prove what he already knows. That he's so great, he can make the whole company great by extension. And he can make everyone else great just by being there.
2: But that's exactly it. It's the whole thing of the comparisons to Ric Flair. If if Ric Flair's on a card, it instantly becomes a supercard. It becomes a card you want to see. He's the man, right?
1: And he's on record as saying that he doesn't want to be Ring of Honor (laughs) champion or anywhere else. Because IWGP is the number one title in the world. And in this, this uh, SI.com article, he also said that, I want to make New Japan the best company. I think I'm the best, but New Japan is not the best company yet. I want to wrestle at Madison Square Garden and MGM with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We can make it happen. So he's clearly making it said that I'm the best, but we're not the best. But if you go with me and you trust me, we will be the best. I'm the rainmaker. I make it rain. So he looks at when Nakamura goes to the Fed as being good for New Japan because he thinks that people will realize how great they are and how, how much better they are because there's so much more emotion. That's the word he says in that Japanese style. So much more emotion. So he doesn't he doesn't want to go to the Fed. He wants people to realize how great New Japan is by extension. So you made you made the point red, and it's it's very apt in the reviewing the most recent Dontaku match, uh, the one that we're going to talk about, Meltzer. Uh, on Observer Radio, he he made the Flair comparison. In fact, he made the Flair '89 comparison to compare what Okada's doing right now to the Flair's mythical '89, which for wrestling fans is almost folklore. Right? It's folklore, right? So it's this iconic year. That's the year that Flair had the three matches against Steamboat, but yeah. it's also he also had a run with Terry Funk. So it's an iconic year where he had four he had four five star matches in this year. Uh, Flair did. He also had two four-star matches against Sting and Luger. He got a four-star match at Alex Luger, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Actually, it's at this point, I'd like to say, if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't seen those matches, check them out. Yeah. You can find them. It's easy. It's not hard to do. Like, yeah. they, they, the Terry funk Ric Flair matches are phenomenal, and it's really easy to go Okada. You know, uh, I, I'm just trying to compare um, Shibata. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's a really loose comparison, but just strong, strong style. yeah. Strong yeah. style, exactly. Yeah. Whereas Funk... And Flair just beat the crap out of each other. Shibata and Okada beat the crap out of each other. Yeah.
1: The, see, the knock on Flair has always been that Flair had the Flair match. But 89 was the yeah. one year where he didn't... He had the Flair match against Steamboat, but he had funk matches. And they were fucking yeah. awesome. Right? They Like, that table spot in that funk yeah. match is ridiculous. Yeah. So he proved that he could do that. But, and this is a big but, Okada's run has demonstrated this to an nth degree unlike anything else. He has proven his ability to work anyone else's style. Every defense, all of them have been over four stars, not one below four stars. Uh, And it's been about Okada, this cocky bastard, proving that he can beat every challenger at their own game. So in the process, he's been getting a chance to showcase his diverse ability born from his early years. So... We have these fast-paced cardio classics of Omega, the story-rich heavyweight style of Tanahashi, Marafuji, and Sonata, strong style of Shibata and Suzuki, that catch style with Sabre Jr., big host matches with Farley and Evil, American style with Cody, and junior style of Osprey. It's insane! And in all of them, he's made the other guy great by extension. See, winning is expected for him, but... He makes them all so great. And that's the whole point of the Rainmaker, the prophecy of the Rainmaker. He's so good that everyone he gets into the ring with is good and great by extension. And that's what you know need to know about the Rainmaker. He makes it rain. So, I have a theory
0: then. You know how he's making everyone great? He's breaking bro- breaking all these records yep. and all that sort of stuff and trying to get his... Ba- I, I feel like he's... Historically, he's trying to be known as the best. Yep. And I think that this match uh, that we'll be talking a little bit about later on that's coming up at Dominion mm-hmm. is, is his... I kind of want to get back to it before I say too much, but it's kind of his attempt at doing this Ricky Steenberg... You're damn right. Yeah. Is it
1: any surprise yeah. that two out of three fours was the match in 89? So yeah. it's, it's like his chance to prove that I'm going to do flair style and if he goes to that level it's as I said the whole point and bring us to where we are now this whole nuanced element of this character is this cocky bastard that thinks he's the best but he is the best he knows he's the best and he's proving it and he just wants everyone to see that and in every match he has he's about elevating the company with him he's taking everyone with him he already knows he's the best he thinks he wants New Japan to be the best and he's going to go out and prove it every night. He is the man.
2: Actually, it's funny you say that because he's, he's, he's transcended to other countries so much so that even Australia's own The Killers made a song about him called The Man.
1: Zara. No. Yeah, I'm saying. Australia's I'm owned the, the Killers. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <round>. no. <Jones laughs> I was down. like, I was like, Australia. I was like, Australia's, <laughs> owned, Australia's
2: <laughs> owned the Killers. Australia's own the Killers.
1: I was <laughs> like, like, I was like, is there another band called the Killers? Because I'm pretty sure they're not Australia. Every time he
2: keeps saying the man, I was like, I'm the man. I the yeah, man he days. is
1: the man. Well, he's ironically. Uh, so, want to make a? Uh, you want to make a weird reference? Like going this rabbit hole, looking at o- like looking at Okada. He was actually in the Japanese version of the Happy. A Pharrell a music video. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, him and Nakamura. So he's he's sort of transcended. And an interesting point for so we get to where we are now, where the the title means so much to him, and it's fascinating the title means so much because he hasn't won any other title anywhere else ever. He's only ever been the IWGP Heavyweight Champion That's at no bad promotion bad. everywhere has he ever won another title. That's
2: not a bad one title
1: to have. That's the thing. He's only ever had this title, so he's the man. Back. The layers,
0: the the amount of layers there are to this, this is unbelievable. Because normally you get like a guy comes along, they win the feet of belts or the next best belt. Like in the Fed, that used to be the intercontinental basically you're the second guy. Yeah. And you'll be fighting for the title down the track.
1: I think that sort of means that New Japan too. (laughs) Like not. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, then
0: for a yeah. long time it did. So it was important to win those. What I mean is, it's important to win those sort of feeder titles to see what it's like with a bit more attention on you. And
1: he. You but not winning the best. That's
0: uh, the only we, one I'm uh, going. I, I Never.
2: If in one way New Japan was like, sorry, we sent you to TNA. Look, we're going to give you this one spot. Oh crap! It actually worked out. I don't.
1: I don't think. I think they knew from the get-go before they sent him that he was going to be the man. I yeah. think from.
0: I I heard or read recently, recently that TNA has reached out to New Japan and said sorry to <laughs> yeah. Okada. Yeah. And in an attempt to kind of rekindle some sort of relationship with New Japan. Yeah.
1: Which <laughs> is interesting. It's interesting uh it yeah
2: just so you know. I think they're seeing,
0: I think they're seeing that the business model is uh has been successful so
2: far for New Japan and maybe uh Yeah. We fucked up. Maybe they want we to, fucked up big yeah. time. Just so you know if you ever want to come back Okada, we still have that Kato role <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're
1: waiting. We're, we're waiting for. We haven't got Joe anymore, but we're prepared for you to be the Green Hornet. You're moving up. Oh
2: yeah, listeners! Uh, if you want to see some fun, we work stiff action. Dig it! You can check us out at uh, stiff dot com. Oh yeah.
0: It <laughs> sounded like you're doing a, a little bit of Japanese in there.
1: <laughs> what Macho Red is trying to say is, is now it's time to pause the podcast and go out and check the match now we reach the final match so as the the, the last match of what they've done in this story I'm sure they'll be back at it again of Okada vs Tanahashi where we've, we've worked our way through Okada now is in the position where Tanahashi was at the very beginning where Tanahashi doesn't really take didn't take Okada seriously Okada's is almost saying to tanahashi what do you deserve like i have proven i'm the best i've proven all this stuff and so we get back into your discussion now Dave, with the match and where we're going about how Okada's is playing heel and he's playing very much a heel because the crowd loves tanahashi and Okada's is just playing to the point of you all love him i and he's almost smirking at the crowd is to say i can't believe that you don't see what i see i'm the best
0: is that interesting? How he does that—he goes from depending on whoever he's wrestling. He goes, he switches from heel to uh, heel to face. Yep. So not only does that elevate the other guy by him just going on, oh, just be whatever you're not, but then it, you, he can sell from a different perspective.
1: Yep. He can switch
0: and then at the end of the Tanahashi match, he goes back to being a face, and he does, and they all cheer for him. Yep.
1: Because he proved in the match that he deserves their cheers. You can't hate him. You've got to respect him. You say, well, shit. You know, what are you going to say? Like, it's this thing where it's one thing to be a cocky... It's like, it's not... What do they say? It's not arrogant if you can back it up. Like, it's not cocky if you can back it up. The guy is constantly proving that he's the best. He may say it. He may act in a brash manner. But he has not done one thing to dispute that fact. And as a result, they can see everything improve everyone can see the prosperity of new japan and they realize that this is the man that's bringing it to them and they may want their old hero to beat this man to prove that that guy is great but the reason it would be great would because they would be beating someone that they all know is the man like
2: it's it's also not just the way he's winning too he's not no one's running in and hitting someone else and low blows and dodgy stuff he's hitting his finishing move one two three Yep. He
1: beats you as he, yeah. he'll beat you at your style. So whatever style that you bring to the to the match, he will he will take that and say, okay. I mean, you saw it in the Zack Sabre match. Ma- see, one of the
0: amazing things about New Japan is like in all these main events and these big card matches, it's all clean. There's no, there's
1: no. There's been a couple. There's been a couple yeah, of finishes, really the but they're very rare. Of what
0: what mm-hmm. really happened or whatever is not there as much as like.
1: Well, it's the only way they protect. The only way when Akata lost his belt to Naito yeah. was because Sonata ran in. So, like they'll protect their champions by that, that, that old fashioned move. Like, okay, Akata didn't win clean to Naito. He got dodged He like he got beaten up by Sonata as a running yeah. when Sonata came back. So it's like he made his debut in the company. So they do that. And when um, when uh, Akata lost to AJ, it was because. Uh, Tokyo Pimp turned on Chaos and went to Bullet Club. So it's happened in the past. When he loses, it's typically from a fucked finish. Yeah. It's very cool. They protect him. Yeah, he's super protected.
2: But it's, it's just such a cool storyline, though. The fact that Tanahashi had the record. Okada is about to break the record. Yep. They have this match. And it's like, like I said before, that big match feel. When both of them are coming out with their songs, yeah, you, you just have that feeling of like, oh... This, this is going to be a big
1: match. It felt special, and that's funny because as a new fan, you may think, wow, what a big-time what a big time match. They're p- doing it at wrestling Dontaku, which is like a B-level show. So this is a massive match that elevated Dontaku. They were able to run two nights. over Yeah, I remember cause like there. a couple of months ago, like, we talked
0: about it, and I was like, oh, what's coming up? And you were like, oh, Dontaku,
1: Dontaku. It's a running <laughs> yeah, gag.
0: Yeah,
1: you can't. You say Dontaku is uh, coming uh, up. <laughs>
0: But uh, it's usually yeah you said that to me exactly that you know it's a B level match so it'll be good but it won't, probably won't have too much on it to talk about yeah yeah it's turned out to be
1: massive I thought I thought this would it was massive I thought this was going to be the Dominion match I thought this is such a big match Tanahashi versus Akada it's a Dominion match it's massive no 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 we're gonna go bigger than that which seemed inconceivable at the time but yeah they put on I I'm I'm fair to say let we can start to jump into this match and really sort of yeah. break it down I guess Dave get your notes son get your notes uh and but I do think that uh it was it was an effortless five-star match that's that as Red said it felt big from like and it let's not forget it followed if you haven't seen the oh, Kashida Osprey match it followed like I was like okay well how are they gonna follow that like I was worried for them because I don't I would be fair like Tanahashi has looked a like he, he's got a he's struggling with a leg and he's like got an arm and he's like it's legit like he's been he's put on great big matches but I was like can he can he pull one out one more time and with Okada they put on a just a clinic I if if you're a wrestling fan you have to watch it it's just that simple you have to watch it and then try to just let it like just bathe in it bathe in the match
2: but there's like it's funny because you know uh, you, you touched on before it was like a, what a 35 minute match that yeah 35 minutes was, yeah there was no massive high spots there was nothing like I don't, I'm not I'm not shitty on it by saying it, there was nothing spectacular it was just a really solid there was a couple of,
1: couple of cool like uh, the high fi flow to the floor was pretty cool yeah 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 that was cool uh, the drop kick on the high fi flow um,
2: well I mean don't forget he did the high fi flow too but over the barricade at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yeah, and yeah. a few spots like that. Yeah, was
1: no risky spots, but again, after following the juniors, I don't think, you, don't you, have to. you, don't, you didn't want to, they want to do heavyweight style, because uh, after juniors match, I mean, they're not going to do a rolling DDT to the outside. God, so oh, he,
2: he hit that um, drop kick on Tanner pretty quickly in the match, and it was solid. It, you could hear it, like that, that thuk.
1: which is interesting, because normally the drop kick's a spot that they build to a lot, mm. and they sort of protect that drop kick, because like, sometimes you forget, because the, the, the key for that is that the match will not end. A Nakata match will never end unless you hit the drop kick. So by putting the drop kick out of the way early, it's like okay, rules are off now. It could happen it's any of, time. And it sort of adds. It's added an interesting way
0: of like they started with sort of drama. It's pretty slow paced back and forth, and I think that was just like it's that perfect way of getting the crowd kind of invested in what they're about to witness too. So you get the not not a literal test of strength, but the back and forth with the side headlocks and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah i think it was i think it was also important in that early part where they're doing those sort of lockups was to almost like let the crowd breathe because the crowd was rabid tanahashi rabid and it was almost like okay let's set our character roles okay i'm gonna make it clear that i'm the bad guy right like let's get this over early i'll kick you in the back of the head on this slow i won't release i'll push a bit harder so they they built to that early part, but I was surprised. Like I said, everyone's been saying, like I've heard reviews and stuff say it was a slow opening, and that it was, but it it didn't feel slow, and that's what's yeah, so weird it was, about it.
0: Like if you look at it, I guess slow in action, but it was it was not slow in like what was actually happening. You know what i mean like the wrestling was slow but the story was so, really...
1: so so people need to know that uh we've as we've been following so as dave's been getting more and more into new japan it's been okada has been the gateway but every match has been like dave's get real nervous about if okada's going to lose each like the zack saber junior match dave's like you were you were stressing deluxe <laughs> and like each they'll keep they keep build. at what point did you start to get nervous dave did you get nervous in this match at any point
0: uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Tanahashi looks super strong throughout most of this. There's a few moments where Akata got sort of on top, but like in particular, because he called for the Rainmaker really early, yeah. There, and the, the zoom camera, you know, it zooms out. It's an awesome spot where the camera zooms it's, out, it, and does the arms out. Rainmaker, just to
2: jump in. That's gonna be one of, the, that, that is one of the best spots in wrestling right now. It's like RVD's three point. It's, it's just so cool. Except you have a camera also working yeah, with camera, you. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the whole production <laughs> plays
0: around this finishing move. And then uh, as the camera zooms, it's just about fully zoomed out, and Tanahashi gets up off the ground and gets in his face. And then, so you go back, and they're having that. And I was like, oh, you know. So Tanahashi, they were putting him over strong, like. This isn't going to be as easy as it seemed in the lead-up to this.
1: And yeah, because the, the lead-up uh, was or Okada, not underestimating him, but just sort of questioning the validity of him challenging after losing in the New Japan Cup and understanding. Because, see, for Okada, this, for, for Tanahashi, this record means everything. For Okada, it doesn't. It's just another title defense because he believes he's going to win every match. He says, like, I've won 12. He's, like, next on to 100. Yeah. It doesn't... It's, yeah. Which is a ridiculous number. It, to him, it's the number is irrelevant. It's just, I'm the best, I'm going to win. And Tanahashi's like saying, this means everything to me. Stop, like, he's I'm going to fight you to the death to keep this. Oh, and it's yeah. continuing that story of this guy trying to, only this time he's fighting from underneath, which adds a really weird element to it, where he's like trying to teach him a lesson from getting beaten up. Like, I'll do it from the bottom, you know?
2: But it, it was really cool too, because you know the spots, like when Tana goes for the crossbody outside. Carter catches him, tombstone. Like, that was so cool. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but, you, but the second he gets in the position, you're like, oh, he's going to tombstone. And he does that on the side of the ring. It's like, oh. The match just kept flowing. It was an absolute clinic.
1: Yeah, flowed. it was very, It was very flowy in and out. It didn't, like, I, I heard Meltzer describe it. He said, like, he, he describes great matches like um like roller coasters. And he said, oh, they have ups and downs. He said, he said, but this is better than a roller coaster. He said, this is like a feature film. He's like, there's so much happening in this thing. That that's one of the, one of the things I kept
0: writing down in my notes was this feels cinematic. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you you talked like, about how the you even talked about cinematography before talking about the the yeah. low angle wide shot on the the mat which cam, isn't,
0: which isn't something you kind of really generally think too much about when you're watching a wrestling match. You know that everything's to the hard camera all the big spots are to the hard camera. And so once you watched a bunch of wrestling matches, you kind of got a pretty good idea of how all that unfolds. But yeah, the that. There's, there's one particular shot, like the shots to the crowd were really effective in building Tanahashi as like that underdog character.
1: Making kids crying. and women cry, bruh.
0: Yeah, you know, there's people crying in the crowd and the crowd's getting super into it. But yeah, the one particular shot, uh, it's like, so from the cameraman low, almost at ring height and it's sort of panned, looks up. It's like a wide shot. So you get the two of them, like a two shot of them, full full body mm. Uh, facing off each other against each other almost like a video game where you can drop in a graphic of the verses and put their names above their heads but uh yeah just that that shot I was like oh i am tried to get a photo <laughs> of it a couple of times so I just missed it but um I'll go back and do that. But yeah just brilliant way of putting on how big and special this moment was for them and
2: and the company. And wasn't it sold too by the commentators. I mean I, I really thought the commentary team the english commentary team yeah they're just getting you know they've always been really good but in, yeah. in matches like this the, the the two of them just play off each other so well and they really create that added uh, added um element to a big big match
1: yeah well you can tell like they they hit the real key points of the story so if you're not getting the story from the match like like Kalis will make it really clear like he keeps saying okada's great but he will never be loved like tanahashi like he keeps yeah. saying he'll never be loved the way this guy is, and it's gonna it's gonna eat him up. And he's like, it might not eat him up, but it definitely eats Gato up. And it was like this, like another way,
0: another great way to put off over as the heel in that in that
1: match. Or yeah. it's like, but and it plays to that character where he wants to prove he's undeniable. It's actually what he said after in his in his press conference when they did the the uh, the translation, and that is that he said, "I'm going on the undeniable run." Like he's just like i'm gonna prove that i'm un. it's undeniably i'm the best and if you guys can't see it like and that's the plays into the story where it's like ace has got all of this love and he's like and he's got it because he's the best that's how tanashi got it he was the best and so akata's like yeah but i'm the best so you should all like me because i'm the best too right like that's the thing and so it's that that frustration that must eat away at him that he's trying to prove that he's the best. Because until he's accepted like that, he can't fulfill his destiny. He can't make New Japan the best until the fans truly appreciate his greatness. And so he's going he's gonna to fight to get that. And that's where we're building to, as I said, that Omega match. He's that's he's building to prove it.
2: But that's the best thing about Okada, though. And we touched on it before. It's those spots that we all know really well. I just love the fact that once he does that pose, camera zooms out, wrist control comes in, a lot of the time, it's 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 done. Yeah, risk control. Risk control. control is something that's to talk about in this match because
1: that's a big part. So risk control has been a huge part. We really we really started to see it become a big thing in the Omega matches, where it's yeah. like he's got risk control, which is such a funny way of calling risk control. Like it's like a throwback to um, Brazilian jiu jitsu, which is not the version of risk control. Like it's funny how like they've co opted that concept. Yeah. And but in this match, he grabs risk control and then just just. He has he doesn't he refuses to let go, but he's got one he's got one he's got two hands holding the wrist and Tanahashi is just he went like Naito slaps on Suzuki level, just slapping the shit out of him.
0: Yeah, that put it the big hematoma came up on yeah. the left side. Like you, Akata's getting brutalized with those slaps and Full put him put him down to his knees a couple of times. And remember when that Fool went the back and forth? At one point, and Tanahashi and Okada dropped to his knees yeah. a couple of times. Like, yeah, and then, yeah. This...
1: He's bringing, he's, oh. it's like, my God, he's bringing something here. But and but it showed in that moment that Okada was not willing to give it up. Like, he's not willing to, to like, And but when he does let go of risk control, this is where it's like, we learn something about him, where it's like, he gives, he gives up risk control. And you think, oh, fuck, that's it. He's given up risk control. My God she's busted from wrist control. It's But Okada's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm a fucking wrestling god. I'll just grab him by the tights, pull him around. This is how I do it. It's just to say his talent can save him. So it's like the lesson's supposed to be learnt that you're supposed to be able to be tough and fight and go through and have your fighting spirit. But Okada's like, I, I, I could do that, but I'm also really, really super talented and, and I've got like ingenuity. I'll just use that talent to beat you by doing something that, other people haven't been able to do where it's like i'll vary i'll do a variation and catch you against what you didn't expect to see and so it's this really nuanced like he's it's those three pillars of his ability that fighting spirit that entertainment and that wrestling ability that sort of interplay because he did he looked
0: like just before that spot where he hits the rainmaker and puts him out the uh, one two three the he looked done he looked exhausted He was gone and, like But it was like he
1: survived on not on like toughness of stuff, but like just brilliance. Like he figured out something to do. He innovated on the spot, and that's like his. That's his. That's his thing. That's That's his thing.
2: Yeah, that's like a gimmick within a gimmick. Like, jump. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's able to. He's able to pull something out out of nowhere. Like that's, and I think that that's. And I I was like watching watching the match. It was like uh, I. I thought he was, like, I didn't think he was ever going to uh, lose the match. But again, as New Japan would tend to do, like, when that first... When Tanahashi hit that first high high-fo flow to the back, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's going to flip him over and he's going to go again. It's like, ah. It's like, it became this sort of story of, like, the crowd was... So, it's like the crowd was so rabid for Tanahashi. You, you were, like, thinking... It, maybe they'll, do maybe it. they'll just do <laughs> yeah. it. Like Gato's on the side yeah. there. Like just call an audible. Like, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't help the story. The story's The best Akata. thing
2: About though is that his wrestling matches. He might come in as the heel. He might beat their babyface. But once the match is done, he's got the microphone. You hear them clap. Yeah, them cheer. And then the next challenger comes out. And it's yep. Like, whoa, that's the next one. That's yeah,
1: that's the, that's the thing. Like, so that's the story that after learning about Okada for fans that are new, it's almost like. It's a hard concept to understand that there's a guy out here who's the champion, who's beaten all of the over babyface challenges and still remains over. How is that happening? Like, how does that happen? Like, if that was done in North America or people would rebel against a, a corporate champion, yeah. nonetheless, less, that's the champion that's the booker is his manager... That is like this arrogant champion. That is instant
2: heal. You have stuff thrown in the ring. And oh everything.
1: yeah, you Hate like people. No, it's just it's it's go away heat mm-hmm. if it's if it's booked the wrong way, but because he's so good, that's the Ric Flair comparison. He's so good that people just respect him. They just respect him.
2: Would would Akbar be as respected yeah. if he didn't have the Omega matches?
1: But it's every, all of his matches are like.
2: Well, I mean that those those two are like we've had three solidifies. yeah that's, that's what I mean like you had the, the draw the G1
1: well when you have when you have a six star match and a six and a quarter it's pretty like <laughs> like it's hard it's hard to like it depends on what like I said it depends on what you like as your champion like, I just think
0: whatever the goal is there I think that we're just lucky that we've got we get to watch it kind of around that we get to watch it we get to see yep. Okada this right. amazing thing and then we get to see a guy like Kenny Omega be there to not only just have Okada elevate whoever he's with, but to have another guy who can elevate Okada. It's that Flair Steamboat. It's Flair
1: Steamboat. Like that's your, like, and when people are watching that, they're going once in a generation sort of stuff. This is where we're getting to, where it's like, this guy is, you just have to be so lucky that you're alive now to watch this guy And and to get caught up in any politics of one worrying about, just, no, just watch the guy wrestle. Just enjoy this guy, and if and it's such a great time to get if you're going to get into New Japan, ride right on the back of this guy because, like I said, the rainmaker is there to elevate the promotion, mm-hmm. and his goal is to get everybody to watch New Japan. So the more people that can watch New Japan and use him as their entry point, I think he he proves it every day. He knows he's the rainmaker. He knows he's the best. He knows that if you watch him, you will love him.
2: Well, if you've got if you've got, if you've got a friend who's like kind of like closet wrestling fan and you want to bring them into New Japan and that you're a fan, show them any Okada match. You can't go wrong. Like, like, you exactly. Could, you, you literally can't go oh, oh, wrong. Yeah.
1: But, like, it's folk. It's, but the thing is, it's not even that. It's the point where it's like, you can trust that a live Okada match yeah. is going to be four and yeah, a half stars yeah, yeah. plus. And that is like, <sighs> like he's currently ranked number seven all time on average uh, like star rating match. He's got an average of four for his entire career. At 30, that is insane. So, like, his potential is... The the top is, like, 4.2. It's great Sasuke.
2: So he can, like... It's funny, though, because you know how, like, sometimes you guys have to get, get into fantasy booking and all that kind of stuff. I don't like getting into fantasy booking with a Carter because I just genuinely like to appreciate it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to think about the future. I'm just like, oh, cool, he's still the champion.
1: Although I did call the Omega walkout, though, didn't I? Oh, <laughs> no,
2: no, no, you, you did. <laughs>
1: My fantasy booking became reality quickly. You know? Don't want to jump into but, that but one. But Joshua you know. Adams is usually
2: pretty right. Yeah, I'm pretty good on that one. Well it's, it's I mean, because I, it's
1: logical if, booking. That's the thing. It's not hard it's not fantasy with New Japan. It's like if you're following if you follow any long form storytelling, T V, comic books, you there's predictability about it. Yeah. But if it's done well, there's nothing wrong with predictable. Because when it's in the hands of the Rainmaker you can watch something and you could know the outcome beforehand. they could spoil the outcome. It doesn't matter. You could watch a match knowing he's going to win and there'll be a near fall that will get you convinced that he's going to lose. It's ridiculous. There was a spot in this match where they, they teased a count out spot and I thought Tanashi wasn't getting back in. It was like it was like yeah. six minutes of the match. I'm like, he's not going to get back in. Uh, uh, <laughs> of course they're not going to do that. But my little logic brain goes away as I'm transported to like eight year old Joss watching this like insane larger than life character Perform this story that is so nuanced yet so relatable.
2: It's it's a magic trick. He's amazing. And now we have a two out of three falls match. I my
1: pants can't handle it.
2: <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah, well, that's
0: that's the other interesting thing. So he does he does this amazing match with Tanahashi. He breaks the record. He gets the twelfth, you know, and then he comes out and he says his usual
1: three things. Uh,
0: post post match promo. With his I've got three things.
1: And the first one, he
0: shows a little bit of respect to Tanahashi and says that he was tough. Yes.
1: Yep, which he was. The second
0: thing, he says, this was victory number twelve. And then the third thing, he says nothing really. Yeah,
2: which is like <laughs> <his> <laughs> <slowly>. <laughs> but he's slowing. Yeah, but Josh <laughs> yeah. actually pointed out to me when I when I got here when I mentioned that. Apparently that's his thing. I've never noticed it. You know, I've been watching him yeah, So I've never once... Well, we haven't, had, we haven't I, had... I didn't have English subtitles. Yeah,
1: but Django's there now at New Japan, and he says that now. So I was able to, like, pick up on it. Like, because they, the, they got the third guy that's, like, the, the translator. So live, there is a yeah. guy that can translate it. So it's like, oh, yeah. But he does... And that's why they always laugh. He always says the third yeah. thing, and they always chuckle. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because he says the catchphrase. Like... Yeah, and, they, and, catchphrase. and then he But then he goes on to then... Explain the most important thing. His third thing is always the most important thing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Where he's like, So, is anyone coming out? (laughs) This is usually the time when someone comes out to challenge me. Is anyone coming out? No. Well, then I'll just make my own challenge. Gato. Uh, And he he challenges uh, Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega. But not just
2: just that, though. The way he did it, he listed everyone. Yep. And he goes, And he goes, Kenny, draw. And then he says a couple other guys and he goes, Wait, was there a drawer in there? <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh shit son." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kenny. <laughs> can he?
1: Can Kenny. He? It's like Kenny. <laughs> yeah, but the, what's fascinating is the the dynamic of him challenging someone. Like he's calling it. and yes. Gato's uh, immediate response is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like he's shaking his yeah. head and he's putting his head like he can't believe that some he's doing this. Not only that, he then challenges him to the no time limits. Gato's losing his shit even more. And then, of course, Omega, Omega proposes yeah. the two out of three fours.
2: With, with where the night was going, just real quickly, when he was like, who's going to take me on, blah, 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 because I kind of got the gist of what he was saying without knowing what he was saying. Yeah,
1: he doesn't, you I, don't I, need to, dude. I was, that I was good. half
2: expecting Jericho to really run out after <laughs> Jericho had gone, no, no, I'm coming for you, fuck. Swerve, it's actually a Carter. I'm coming for. <laughs> you fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was, well, it was this thing where it's like, I to be fair, like, this build, is it's going no, to be no, the most... It's This is why it's like, we're getting in a good time, boys, for uh, doing a wrestling, well, uh, New Japan wrestling podcast because it's going to get hyped like
2: never before. Well, I'm just going to... Can I... Yes, Dave? Can I ask, do you think
0: that with this no, uh, no two hour. Uh, no, uh, no
1: two hours? No time limit. <laughs> what? No two out of three? <laughs> there's no, no time, time limit, but there's no, two hours. <laughs> no
0: time limit, two out of three thing, where he's basically going to do the replay yeah. thing with... Uh, his version of Rick Steam Yeah. Do you think that he and you know, Ric Flair always went on about the one hour on the Iron Man match King, like that's yeah, one yeah. thing I'll go. I'll go Do you think there's a possibility they might go two hours? Yeah, I, I yeah
1: I'm starting to think this, I don't know, I, I don't, it's I, a challenge, it's I, such a challenge.
2: I caught it, five hours. <laughs> <I was just laughs> well, like... Brought to you by five <laughs> hour energy, <laughs> yeah, a TNA
1: throwback for him.
2: Yeah, it's like they have a part one and part two, it's like that everyone okay, leaves. Two nights, yeah, they, they two can, nights. If there's, goes second if there's no
1: no
0: time limit, they're definitely going an hour and a half.
1: I, I, yeah, when they said no time limit, we're like, well, they have to go past an hour, because that has to,
2: so, the, yeah. the third floor is an empty arena match.
1: Yeah, I, but see, I don't know. Like, that's what's so fascinating is this will be the biggest... What's great is that after exploring Okada and getting into the... This is the biggest challenges of his career. They're, this is a match that you have already made it clear. Like, going into it, an hour-long match in the modern era is... Like, they pulled it off. I don't know how, but they pulled it off. But going in and everyone now knows that they're not going to... the Like, they're expecting a long match. They're going in expecting yeah. a long match. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to work it at a pace where it's like...
2: <laughs> yes. And that's the uh, worst thing. You have to bring snacks. You have to bring your drinks. You, have, you already know... I've got to pack a lunch. That's what I mean. you, you got to bring these things with you because if you get up, you bring a bottle to piss in. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Because like, you know if you get up for one second, you'll just hear, oh, what?
1: Yeah, I, I as I said, I don't know... The, the the difficulty the degree of difficulty in this match and as Dave pointed out like I said like after making those Flairy nine comparisons that's exactly what we're gonna yeah. see like that is he's going for that that mythical match
2: will you yeah. grab a bunch of friends who've never seen wrestling and go hey come over for this but video.
1: I don't know I, I don't like I don't know the new one like I don't know how it's got to be hard because the wrestling people that don't know like casual fans they like they like flips and doodas and stuff I don't like this match is going to be a story of their trilogy building into this match. It's going to be it's going to be a great way for new fans to get into it because this finishing of this Tanahashi match was so nuanced in the story. And you could see it play out as we explained about Okada and Tanahashi's sort of relationship mm. and him trying to prove... You could see that played out. But it's hard. There's so many of those matches. We're talking about six years of story in that. Well, here it's one year of story. So for a new fan, this is the perfect match to jump into with Kenny Omega and Okada because their story is only a year old.
2: It almost has like similar comparisons and don't shoot me down to Rock and Austin from 17. That's just because that felt like such a big fight. This feels like once again well, it's a huge. big fight. It's huge.
1: It's a big like it's I can't remember a match. Like it's going to be built it was
2: can't wait to see what kenny does for his uh, um entrance entrance entrance, <laughs> entrance. Oh,
1: I, it's like it's going to be in the Circle joe hall it's going to be like it's going to be a big match like it's like 15, 15 <laughs> like
2: Dave's
0: on a delay. sorry <laughs> i thought you said it's going to be in the circle jerk <laughs> oh you hey hey it's good. we it will be when hey, we're watching it
1: exactly you're kidding the circle you'll be on road the to circle jerk <laughs> hall oh boys we're <laughs> We're to, we We work stiff. Dong taco. I don't know. I can. I don't think I can go an hour and a half though. I can. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. If with working, juice. <laughs> working for late night cardio of juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so we're building to that, and I look forward to like jumping into more characters. We build to that to understand. We've looked at Okada. It's like looking at Omega makes logical sense to follow in to see why these two are the flare and steamboat, yeah. and why they elevate each other's game and why they're the perfect yin to each other's yang and how their their the formula works in such a weird way because Kenny wants to change the world and he believes in this new style of wrestling this new approach and Okada equally believes in his approach and it's this sort of philosophical battle that plays out that makes this amazing story i can't yeah. wait for them to do that over 2 out of 3 falls i don't know what's going to happen it's going to be the most gigantic build but we're going to overhype it so much oh it's going be, it, to it's going to be how's it going to deliver yeah. how is it possibly going to de- deliver but has Akata ever let you down and that's the scare the gold standard of wrestler You didn't
2: pick me up from the airport once <laughs> i waited theory. for hours <laughs> yeah you, you you you're there waiting for Okato. Oh. <laughs> the driver
1: <It's>... story story <laughs>
0: As a fan, to be in it, like, to be a fan and to be like, oh, has, has he ever let you down? And look, we hype up this match and more than likely it's going to exceed everyone's expectations. You expect so much from this guy. Yeah. It's like that's... in. I would have thought the end of last year that that would be unheard of in modern yeah. wrestling. To have a, have a guy like yeah, that. Yeah, I hear it. That, it, it. that exists. It's real you know?
1: to us, damn it yeah that that someone could come back it's like like he said he's taking what was old and he's making it new and that's right. what he is he's he's taking that old drama of a wrestler the man the guy that could be so believable and so and could in, you can invest and build equity in this guy which is what wrestling was built on well he's bringing it for a new age of a new twist that's the rainmaker character that's kazuchika okada
2: I love him.
0: I Just listening to that episode of We Work Stiff. Uh, come again next week. <laughs> and uh, we'll have a we'll have a new man and a new match for you. Uh,
1: in the meantime.
0: In the meantime, check out check us out on social media.
1: Yeah, we never stop working and we always stiff. work stiff. So it's we work stiff on Twitter, we work stiff on Instagram. Insta. WeWorkStiff on YouTube. Uh, WeWorkStiff on the interwebs. Yes, I said Twitter first. I love Twitter. Uh, WeWorkStiff. If you Google WeWorkStiff, you should find us. I think you'll find us. I hope that's what you find.
2: Uh, You'll find a lot if you put in WeWorkStiff. I'm sure, but we'll be there somewhere. There's only (laughs) there's only
1: one WeWorkStiff.com, and that's us, baby. You'll find me at least four different categories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to Pornhub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pornhub. We work stiff. <laughs> uh, check us out. Uh,
0: our Patreon that we've sort of got going now. And by the time you listen to this, yes. hopefully it's and Please give,
1: please give three. It's hard. It's hard staying stiff for two and a half hours each. We'll week. have
0: we'll have some extra content. Who knows what that'll be? But we'll have some extra stuff for the people out there who want to subscribe and help support us and let us do our thing. And we love doing this. And uh We'll be back again next week that's right so let us
2: know what you think let us know what made you stiff let us know it didn't make you stiff if you watch the matches we want to know what you thought of it as well so please just you know check it out
1: yeah please just do what wrestling twitter does complain directly
2: at me that would be lovely i would (laughs) at josh i'm very sensitive
1: yeah yeah just i'll be there taking it one for the team josh's direct email is (laughs) (laughs) it's it's actually we work stiff at Gmail. We're on Gmail too, everybody. We work stiff oh, yeah, everywhere, yeah.
0: ladies and gentlemen. We are, we are stiff everywhere.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>